everybody, and welcome to a ball-busting wild ride with Steve-O. Danger Aaron. His balls have been through it all, and somehow he lived to tell us about it. Plus, there's quite a bit of ball-busting going on with regards to the new Jackass cast members. I'm just going to throw it out there, but this is a wild ride indeed. And I love Danger Aaron. I mean, he's my bro for life. And I want to live for a long, long time. And that's why I quit smoking. And I'm happy to tell you that this episode is brought to you by Fume. Makers of the best products for quitting smoking. Cigarettes, vape, all of it. It's a one-stop shop at breathefume.com slash Stevo. That's B-R-E-A-T-H-E-F-U-M dot com slash stevo and what can i say about quitting smoking i'm just the, i'm the, the i couldn't be more happy it's my favorite thing i ever did was quit smoking it makes people look at you like you're a loser whether you're vaping or not and the secret to quitting is to make sure that you're keeping yourself busy doing something because that's a lot of what smoking is it's just like fidgety like i just need to be doing something and the People at Fume know that well. So they make these these inhalers that don't have any smoke, no vape, no nicotine, just purely natural ingredients with oils that are proven to help reduce cravings. And you can mess with it all day long. So when it occurs to you, oh, I got to be doing something... That's how you quit, man. This company has thousands of reviews from smokers who have tried everything and nothing worked for them until they tried Fume. So thousands of five-star reviews can't be wrong. And if it's bothering you that you're kind of being looked at like a loser while you're killing yourself with tobacco and vaping, just stop it, man. It's time to quit. So go to breathefume.com slash stevo and you're going to get 10% off your whole order. Couldn't be a better time to do it. Couldn't be a better deal for it. So breathefume.com slash stevo. Good luck and let's get into it. All right. Was that a fly? No. Okay. <laughs> I joke. Come okay. on. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh. Check, Sorry. check. Wild Ride episode number. What are we up to? Like 116? Do you remember what he was the last one? I don't. 100, I think. No. No, it's 50. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, Danger Aaron. Hello, everybody. The return. <laughs> so we've got you yep. on tour. Yep, we're here in, uh, where are we? We're Wheeling, West, West Virginia. West Virginia, yep. And last night was your first time performing comedy on stage in two years. Yeah, I haven't done a stand-up show or anything live performance, I don't think, in about two years. Yeah. Right, and you, you prepared all new material. Some new, mostly all new material. It's based on you know a lot of the stuff from Jackass Forever. I brought some props with me and uh, crazy, yeah, the, it was the, awesome. The people really loved it. it and, awesome. and and you so professionally set your timer to twelve minutes. Which twelve minutes. Is what your plan was to perform for twelve minutes. Yep. Well, that's what I was asked to do, and that's what I'll do. And you went out there, and <laughs> and and it, it seemed that every joke you wrote, everywhere you were looking for a laugh, you got a laugh. I think so. And uh, the crowd loved you. They ate it up. Yeah. Welcome I mean, back. I, Welcome you know, back. I got to say, I, I've, <laughs> I have so much fun uh, being on tour and, and bringing in my jackass buddies kind of one at a time to yeah. just hang out, do podcasts, like film content, like do shows. And uh, I think that the way you prepared your material, the way you executed it so professionally... I think that as uh, Jackass openers go, you might have slipped right into fucking El Numero Uno. Uh-oh. Pretty oh, good. Oh. Looks like the boys need to come back. I think Step Zach, it up. I think Zackass might have the best actual joke. I just the one joke where he says, you know, so I got into therapy and I was looking at these apps and, you know, I found one called BetterHelp and I thought, well, shit, this better help or I'm going to fucking kill myself. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Such a fucking good joke. Oh, man. <laughs> He's doing great. 
Yeah, I like I mean, it. it's, it's yeah, yeah. It, like he's really given it a. So how is it out here for you? How's it been? Like what's going? On? I mean, I just got here yesterday. I'm here for six shows, five days, whatever. Yeah, doing. I mean, dude, we. But we, you're out here grinding. We go pretty hard. But we only go for for spurts, you know. We'll be out for like ten days, and then we go home, and then we go out for ten days, and then we go yeah. home. So like, it's not like we're on tour for months or, or anything like that. But with that said, man, like we're we're getting after it. Yeah. And it's crazy how um, the the show constantly evolves and, and improves. Like uh, yeah, I know. saw it like three months ago in Portland. I think it was. Um, and uh, you've, you've add, definitely added a lot of material, um, like the intro and stuff. That yeah, was awesome. Yeah, dude, the opening sequence, man. Yeah. That, that, I, I'd love to get a, a final tally on what we spent on the opening sequence for the bucket <laughs> list because it was expensive. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Helicopters and just fucking. Well, we still have another shoot coming up on the 20th. Yeah, we have another helicopter shoot coming up for <laughs> what? the opening sequence. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be epic, dude. Damn. Sounds yeah. gnarly. We don't even use helicopters. In Jackass, I don't think we've we've used the fake little ones, the but Jones, I don't think yeah. we've ever used a helicopter, have we? I, I remember dude, we used to use helicopters in Wild Boys all the time. But now speaking of Jackass, yeah, you're hands down the the MVP of Jackass Forever. I don't think there's any debating that. <laughs> well, thanks. I like, mean, like uh, like that, that. Anybody's seen that movie? It's like, oh my god, Danger Aaron and the yeah. cup test and what you did to his balls. <laughs> yeah. David. Well, when we went into filming, I told the guys, I said, hey, I can't break my neck again because I've done that three times. Um, and so I was thinking about other ways to, you know, use my body. Or And, and since we, when COVID happened, we could no longer do man on the street stuff. I had tons of rad stuff written for like pranks and man on the streets. And all those just went away instantly when COVID hit. So we just focused on ourselves, destroying right. ourselves. <laughs> like, and so I'm like, I'm not going to break my neck. Um and actually about three oh yeah good good call crack a little liquid death <laughs> refreshing sticks hey sticks how you doing out there sticks <laughs> one of my homies um and so we just focused on like destroying ourselves and i'm like i can't destroy my neck or my knees i've right, had 11 right, knee right. surgery so uh, at the time I, I was like well uh i was thinking uh, i guess you know we'll just focus on my dick um and come to find out so like three weeks before Francis Ngannou punched me in the balls in, in the which cup, was test number one which was test number one uh, I had uh, already found out that I was my like Lindsay and I were, were pregnant we were having a right. child and you kept that a secret I kept that a secret the whole time we were filming because if you they know if, if everyone knows I'm gonna have a baby already and I'm already sending it hard on my dick they're gonna just be like well let's just rip it off Right, because you've well, already used it in a sense, you know. But I don't think I don't. Think I don't think I could. I couldn't have done any gnarlier, though. I don't think that would have changed the outcome. I don't think that sensitivity to your like ability to procreate was really in the equation. Yeah. Uh, but dude, I remember <laughs> when I remember showing up to the set like uh, probably the first week after we got back from COVID, if not like the first day. Yeah. And uh, and and I'm a humongous fan of UFC, and they're like, dude, Francis Ngannou, the fucking UFC heavyweight. At the time, he was the number one contender. Now, of course, he's the champion. Champ. He uh, he's gonna punch Danger Aaron in the balls for the cup test. And and I, <laughs> as soon as I heard that, I said, please let me have this bit, please. <laughs> Please let let yeah. please let Francis and Ghanu punch me in the balls. Oh my God, what an honor! That would be so rad. And they said um, they said no. They, you want it too much. <laughs> well, right, right. That dude. Whenever you want something, yeah, you never like, it. I hate ice cream. Let's give ice cream. I love bee stings. Uh, we don't need to sting with any bees. Yeah, like, exactly. You know. But but, uh, but what, okay, let me ask they, you a question. Then. They, they said that you had your neck issue. Yeah, you know, they said you had your neck issue. They said Noxo had just had a, like a hernia surgery. Yeah, or, he or wasn't something, doing so it, so he couldn't get hit like that in the nether regions. And uh, they just shut me down. They're like, no. And then as I came to learn that it was Francis Ngannou, and then it was with the bowling. Okay, and so the that, let me ask you. And then. Like, I'm so glad I didn't fucking. <laughs> yeah, no, I was gonna ask. Okay, <laughs> so my question to you is, okay, the Francis Ngannou bit happens. Would you have wished you did that if it had led into all the other things I did? No. 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 I'm so, like I said, Dude. I'm so glad I did not fucking do that. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, can I ask a question? How many times did they 
attempt each like so bit. francis punch was three times the first time i flinched a little second time i think he just held back and punched me kind of in the stomach and on third one was the nail but like the softball test was i think 14 times and my legs <laughs> yeah were, like, and still they, have they, they, they used a lot of that like there's so so many times when things are shot over and over and over and over and over and they only use one time and yeah. that's like since the heartbreaking i know it's like the like when i did the, the hockey uh, the, the hockey okay the hockey, so i think they used just about everything. the hockey was so so i went from francis to the softball 14 times blasted me looked like a lep, like yeah. cheetah print and then immediately after that an hour later because I, I told Jeff, I'm Pogo like... Pogo stick and softball were the same day, Yeah, right? and I... Because I, I was in so much pain. So gnarly. <laughs> and you were like... I'm like, I don't want to sleep done. on it and do it tomorrow. Let's just do it now. And they were like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, get Dave. Let's let's use that pogo stick. Let's go right over there and have him just jump on my dick. And... I know. And, yeah, Dave we and did I that were... twice. Twice. The first time... Yeah. It, it, he missed, like, he, it had my, the cup not been as big as it was. I mean, it was soft though, but it, but it was yeah. much bigger, like surf, surface area. Had he not hit the cup and it went into my skin, I think it possibly could have went through my body. Because if you think about the energy of a pogo stick, it springs yeah. off of whatever it lands on. So it would have just compressed right through my, my skin, right yeah. through my body. So are you sitting there with one ball right now, or did you? No, when he did land it on on my on the cup, right on my nut, it was on the right testicle and it exploded the right testicle. So then it was bleeding, and I had to rush to the hospital. And then when I was there, there's you know I went and saw a specialist like later on, like two or three days later. And then I had to do follow up visits like every month for about four months just to have him check to make sure that it, the 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 testicle itself was healed because if blood gets into the testicle it kills all the sperm but i was already having a kid so (laughs) cedar (laughs) little cedar moon so you're done having kids i'm guessing no i'm cool i'm sure i could have more dave only has one one nut dave has four kids did they test your sperm count after all that when you're going to the doctor for all that no testing of sperm counts i'm just you know fingers crossed (laughs) i don't want to know yeah so I remember while we were filming Jackass Forever and you were just getting all of this insane footage left and right and I'm thinking, oh my God, dude, like danger's kind of gone under the radar like in life, you know? And now like you're going to be like so much more recognizable in yeah. the streets. Has that happened? It, it, it has. I mean, it's kind of always been there and, and you know, like even with like the, the terror taxi, you know, like yeah, yeah. this terror taxi bit like those kinds of things people always know kind of who i am and whatever but i don't i don't do a lot of things like putting me out into the public a lot like i I just i'm home and doing my thing and working on my life and touring with bands shooting photos and when i'm out people are like especially now people are like fuck we love you dude and it's it's really cool for sure it's cool um you know, I, I think there's obviously strike while the iron's hot opportunity when we put out a new film or, or right. a new movie or something. But I, I have a one year old and I'm way more stoked on what I'm doing right now than anything. I, I don't regret or wish I was doing anything else. I'm raising a rad little baby and we have a nice little family and I'll get back to it and, someday. And, and no. uh, you're married. Not married. Not but married. I mean, with COVID and stuff, like we if we were going to get married during COVID, it would have been just kind of lame, you know, like yeah. no party, no, and like, so we're just waiting, just kind of, she's going through uh, nursing school at OHSU and she's done with that in a couple, in like nine months. How's your relationship? Ooh, how is your relationship? You know, let me tell you, my relationship is going very well in the bedroom for a lot of reasons, not the least of which is that my girl and I sleep on a mattress from helixsleep.com. Why are we so happy with it? Because when you go to helixsleep.com slash Stevo, you take a very simple two-minute quiz to find your perfect mattress for you and your partner. And I'm telling you, best deal overall, best mattress overall, best fit for you, and I'm willing to bet a lot of you guys' mattresses are pretty disgusting at this point, and it's time to get a freshie. So, dude, go to helixsleep.com slash Stevo, and you'll get up to $200 off of 
any mattress you choose. And when you do so, they're going to throw in two free pillows. I mean, dude, let's tighten up the bedroom. It's going to help your relationship whether or not you're in one. So go to helixsleep.com to get matched with the perfect mattress for you. You get up to $200 off of any mattress of your choosing, and they throw in two free pillows. That's because they love the listeners of the Wild Ride podcast, maybe more than the listeners of any podcast. So support the podcast and help your relationship, help your sleep. Go to helixsleep.com slash Devo to get matched with the perfect mattress for you and get a killer deal up to $200 off any mattress and two free pillows. There it is. It's waiting for you at helixsleep.com slash Stevo. Now let's talk about dangerous relationship. It's a, um, it's great, but it's it's very up and down. Like, I swear to God, like, I know a lot of people that have gotten divorced or broken up during COVID. Sure. Like, people have their own lives and separate, you know, they need to separate a bit. But with COVID, everyone's in the house all day long, 24-7. Right. And, and what would normally be like a two-year relationship I think it's more of like a five-year experience with that person, mm. and it, and it's and it, and it's made it a lot, of, you know, very intense. And it, COVID put relationships to the test. To the test, for and, sure. and I, I was stoked that I, I felt pretty strongly that my relationship with Lux just got better. It, and and, and that happens too, because then you realize how much you really like being with this person, and even if you don't like being with this necessarily person all the time, it's the trust and love that you have and then that bond and that bubble that you're in becomes like just so safe and and makes you feel good you know i don't remember any like problem from covid crazy well Uh, you're 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 besides covid yeah you're (laughs) you're in a minority there my friend because i can tell you like most people they say to me like oh my god i had no idea they were like (laughs) this and we're together all the time Yeah, but Lux is cool with you, like, camping for a week or, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, you're on the road all the time, dude. So dude, it worked out so great because I got the the van for podcasting, you know, the red yeah. the red van. I got that, like, right before COVID hit. Yeah, so you were just and cruising. And so when COVID hit, I was sheltering in place, like, on the fucking In Malibu, on the beach like, in Malibu. Fucking, yeah. You know, everywhere. I was sheltering in place, fucking yeah. all over. Yeah, man. Um, so... We talked about it when when you were on the podcast the first time, which, by the way, I think was just an epic episode. Thank you. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. This and is we're we're in the RV now, which yeah, is quite a bit bigger. A it expands out. And yeah. Some more room. It's nice. Yeah. The, the 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 piece of shit RV masquerading as a tour bus. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, we were talking about how I, I really feel that you're like you know of the jackass guys, like arguably the most well adjusted. Like the most like real world, like, you know, you don't really identify as, as like a celebrity guy. Your, uh, your livelihood comes from real estate. You've yeah. taken all of your money and like wisely invested it in properties and you manage all these properties and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's like any like entertainer, athlete or anything that where you make a, some money and people know who you are and when, you know, it's awesome, it's awesome, but eventually nothing lasts forever and you really got to just take that opportunity to do the best you can with it for your future because life is long even though it's short dude you know? life and is fucking long yeah dude. it's like yeah i rule right now but two right. or three years from now and you're not ruling and no one's paying you anything what is what do you have left and mm-hmm. you just got to be thinking about like you know goals in life or where you want to be sure. five ten years from now and actually visualize it like don't just stumble around and be like whatever happens to me no, make things happen. Like you got to work hard too. Like you work your ass off, but you're doing it because you you enjoy doing this. And, I mean, I, I love it, and, yeah. and I think you just uh, shared the best life advice. You, know, you you have to have a goal if you're gonna accomplish a goal. Yeah. If you don't if you don't set a you know a goal for yourself, then you're never gonna do anything. Yeah. And uh, goals do change, and yeah. you can allow your goals to change, and don't say that you you didn't succeed because you didn't reach the goal that you had just right. be realistic like you know somebody could say i want to you know i want a ferrari and then you get a toyota <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, you know your goal then is now you've got a toyota and you should be happy with right. that you know uh, lux's nephew who i like to call my nephew yeah 
um, is now living with us, taking care of all of our animals at the house, even cool. when we are home. So there's just always like, and uh, a caretaker. Yeah, a caretaker. And it's <laughs> great because we love having them around. And I told this kid, he's what 19. I said, like, man, we're gonna we're gonna pay you every day to take care of our animals, whether we're home or not. We just I just don't want to have to worry about yeah you know about anything. And I and I was like, I'm, you know, I'm gonna give you my car, so you got a free car. You know, like uh, like you're uh, yeah you take care of the animals is like a half hour of work a day. You yeah, know, an hour maybe on an aberrational day. So you've got your whole fucking day wide open to to pursue your your goals and we want to help open up the world to you you know like so my advice i told him i said figure out your highest goal your your most crazy ambition what what you would love more than anything in life in a dream world that the, the yeah. best it could turn out and once you've identified that as uh something you want to work towards then kind of walk it back and figure out what's a good entry level job that you can realistically get which puts you the closest to that ultimate dream goal yeah. that lands you kind of at the periphery of that world get on the bottom rung of the ladder that leads up to that 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 fucking dream position that you want and start fucking going getting after it and if we can help you get on that bottom rung we want to like you know yeah and we I got mean, this kid we the, the kid's just so stoked and he's such a rad kid too that's the reality him. of life though that that it being long is that yeah i, I mean i i suffer from this as well like i want to learn i want to know how to do it now like a lot of times sure. i want to be able i want to be the best now but it takes like years to be good at something let alone the best sure. at something yeah well and, if, you're, if you're planting seeds you can't expect it to to be fruitful but people tomorrow. do and well, especially yeah, down today in society where like you can strike it rich as a youtuber or something and it's like oh, and then all these other people are like i want to do that too and it's like well right that's like you know some sort of panning for gold and you got you got gold and dudes who got the gold isn't any better at, than the person who happened to find the gold down? I don't know, but, dude. I think that that YouTube, the the whole like digital influencer space, like that, it's so democratic. You know, like well, if, every, like if you're cool, you're cool, and if you're not, you're not, every piece of content you put out is essentially like a fucking vote for for like how well received it is. It's the analytics are just so fucking accurate and democratic that like I really think you got to give credit to people who who succeed with YouTube because they're getting something right and there's no succeeding on YouTube unless you are tirelessly fucking yeah. motivated and work your but ass But that's off. the thing is like yeah. people see those people doing these things think it's so easy and it's right. not. It's well like, now there's like Twitch, there's OnlyFans, yeah. there's people right. fucking putting their feet on websites crushing it like six figures. <laughs> right. There's a lot of opportunity out there, you know? Right. But I, what I, I mean, like about you is that you got more specific with your goals in the last like three months is like you want to open an animal sanctuary yeah but now you want to employ hundreds of people rescuing thousands of animals and i think as like you get yeah. more specific how do you start that my, 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 first, my ultimate goal is to employ hundreds of people to take care of thousands of animals and my first like legit employee whose only job is to take care of animals is, <laughs> is this nephew. There you go. Okay. There you go. So you start you're starting yeah, I yeah. so you're starting at the bottom there too then. Yeah, That's your first for sure. Step to what so you have goals and dreams to. You do. have one employee and you've rescued six animals. Yeah. Oh my God, dude, we have we technically have ten animals at the house. Even though during the show I say we have three cats, three dogs, three goats, and four pissed off neighbors. Wait, you have those? You have goats in I your have, house yeah. in Hollywood? There? <laughs> Not inside the house. We have a. We built wait, a, wait. Yeah. We built a little barn in the back. We, we, we there, where is there goats. even room for a little barn we did, in the we, back? We did. We predator-proofed the fuck out of our backyard because we don't want like predators climbing. Oh yeah, you live in the hills there, and those like yeah, I was there that one Central. day. Yeah, when my cat, cat got, got eaten by a coyote. Oh, right, Jesus. I know. So, Seriously. so what we did to to prevent uh, predators from digging underneath the fence, we built a fucking foot and a half concrete wall underground <laughs> around the entire fucking perimeter of the backyard. <laughs> And then we built up the the fences with with crazy spikes, so nothing's coming over either. Yep. you got and, goals. 
You got predator, goals, dude. dude. Predator proofed the fuck out of it. Yeah. And uh, and we built a barn. So we put the goats up in the barn at night and they just hang out in the backyard during wow. the day. Are the neighbors really dude, like their I, bones, I mean, the goats go, bah, yeah. bah, like all, like all like, night. Kind, kind of. <laughs> yeah. but, but, it, but it's a cute sound. It's oh, a cute, oh, it's cute. Yeah. It's, it's a cute sound. It's not too gnarly. What's gnarly is the dogs, particularly one dog. Just, rap, rap. All night. He gets stuck outside and he can't dude. move and he's like, ah, ah, just like yeah, staring dude, off into the moon. On, on a fucking loop, endlessly, incessantly. Oh, wow. and, and there's this one neighbor in particular that that uh like is and, and the nicest the nicest guy, nicest couple, but they're just like, For the love of God, please. You know, and then dude and then and then I I realized long uh after the fact that this guy, I didn't recognize him because his fucking beard like grown out so big, yeah. like, you know, he's hands down my favorite circus performer. Oh, really? In, in the, yeah. He's in I don't, the circus? I don't want to give away his identity, but, but you like, live next to it. If a, you ask me the last, wow. the last 20 plus years, if, if, there, if I have one person in mind who's the most talented circuit performer or performer period I would say this guy wow and, and then it turns out you didn't know not, that he was your neighbor I had, no, I had no idea he's my neighbor and he's the one guy who's most terrorized by our fucking animals oh god he hates you I, but, but, <laughs> he but probably I, but, loves you he's I, I mean like, he, he, he's, he's down for me and he, he said himself he's like dude I get it you know you you, you, you love animals you, you care about animals you yeah. know it's just like fuck <laughs> it's crazy you Can't have you a favorite circus thing? performer oh like, dude 100% yeah. dude Isaac who's, who's my uh, my guy on tour he, he helps on tour I, they, I, I gave him uh, the whole fucking walking through like, don't the, give it away the, because the best footage of this guy He's like, dude, Amazing. his fucking head exploded, dude. Yeah. That's all I could think about. He's like, oh my god. Wow. I love it, dude. Yeah, I go, I go crazy for that shit. Now, I got Bugsy. Yeah, that's, you that's, do. That's, he's dude. a well, be, well behaved dog. Yeah, he's a, he's and a dude, he just finds his way like right in your arm. Yeah, he sleeps in my arm, all under cutest, my arms. All cutest there. shit I've ever seen. He goes everywhere with me, all over the world. Yeah, danger, dude. Bugsy. So, 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 okay, so how many real estate properties are, you said nine? No, uh, I just acquired two more uh, in the last three months, so I've seven, and, seven, and, sold and, one, bought two. And, uh, and, and most of these are on mortgage. Yeah, uh, a couple are paid off. Okay. But uh, most of them are on mortgage, especially the last three years. Even if they weren't on mortgage, I would, I went and got loans for them because money was so cheap, you know, two and a half percent or three yeah, percent rates. Right? So um, everything's locked down, thirty year fixed. We'll see what happens. I, you know, the the markets probably, probably like it did in 08, go down. But if you're not selling, then what's it worth? It's not worth any less than it was before. Right. So you just hold on long term. Long game is thirty year plan. You know, I've got a plan for each and every single one of them, like how to sell them, when to sell them. You know, depending on how I'm doing in this business and whatnot, like when you're crushing it in Hollywood and you're making money, you don't want to sell your real estate because then you, you you have to pay more in taxes right. than you already you already do. So generally, the rule with real estate is just never sell. Yeah, right? ultimately, put it in a trust, give it to the family, peace. Uh, what was your situation in 2008 when? Uh, uh, in 2008, I had five properties damn um, and, and that was just that was what you did with your money from from jackass one and two damn yeah that's great when did three come out three no that was 10 so yeah so from one and two uh i i uh had five properties um i you know you can buy one as and and you can leverage off of that if you have good credit and whatever else and uh, but then the market tanked, and everyone was like freaking out. Like I, people were like offing themselves, Dead. and and it was a very stressful time. But Scott fucking got his ass kicked. You on, sold. On that. I pulled. I pulled out the the down payment on a credit card, and then bought it in '06, and then a uh, week yeah. later it dropped like sixty grand. I just let it go after three years. Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, it, and Scott for the first how many years we worked together was like battling his like way debt, out of debt through from four years. That. Every just from there, like, but a, so many people were. I mean, that's the thing is like, if it happens again, there's going to be another so many people, and oh, but it's we don't be really. Gnarlier. I, I don't think it'll be gnarlier. Uh, I think it's 
it's going to be different. I think everything affects everything. So like if you have an, like if oil prices go up, then food prices go up, then everything goes up and inflation hits because we give away a bunch of free money and don't like and then now people are used to not working to and not <laughs> right. doing anything mm-hmm. and getting this money and then the money's disappearing but they're like I still don't want to go back to work like and uh, uh, inflation's going up. So I think everything that you're describing indicates that it's going to be gnarlier when the shit hits the fan this next Well, time. it's a worldwide phenomenon on this one. The one before was based on bad credit, which was given to people that didn't have Sub-prime the right. Mortgages. Yeah, it was like stated income loans made it so that people could just buy a house. I bought a house having... with a 520 credit score. And time. stated income, and you on just probably card. said, yeah. The guy's like, do you have any credit lines? And I was like, no. He's like, can you go to like men's warehouse and buy some socks on credit? And then wow. I can like get you a line? I'm like, yeah. I did that. He's like, cool, got you the loan. Yeah. 7% interest only. Yeah. Jesus. Like, and, and, and you got any weed? Yeah. <laughs> he was like chewing in my ear on the you phone. Buy a like, car too? A I got a car food, for dude. sale. <laughs> yeah, that was a different time. Yeah. You don't think it's going to be the same thing? Like, what do you think is going to crash first if it hasn't already? I think, I think that because auto interest rates, gnarly, auto right? loans, well, auto prices are up higher than they've ever been in the history of new cars. New cars Because themselves. of supply chain. Supply chain and inflation. Like, every Everything's yeah. more like, it, it, like uh, contractors. If you hired a contractor that was sixty-five bucks an hour three years ago, he's one hundred and twenty-five now. Mm. And the materials that they're using, like the wood and Lumber. metal and everything, that's tripled. So that means that home prices go up because it costs more. Right. But but and then you, we, we were up in uh, in Portland, Oregon, on Seaside, yeah. Oregon. Oh uh, yeah. You were, you were like you, <laughs> he doesn't yeah. like talking about uh, yeah. yeah on the Oregon coast. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you were like with your own bare hands, like yeah. fucking redo. You're like a contractor too. Yeah, I do most of my own construction on my own properties with with licensed contractors and stuff when needed. But for the most part, <laughs> like I, I've learned how to do most of my and, own contracting. And, and what you did with your how your main house in Portland was unbelievable. Yeah, I did landscaping. That like deck. Everything. The deck. It's a lot of work, and that's the thing. Like, like I always think back to when people, like from Goonies, remember Chunk? And everyone's like, sure. like what happened to he's Chunk? He's an entertainment lawyer. He's an entertainment lawyer. He's killing it more than he would have probably had he stayed in the Hollywood business in sure. the sense of acting. And people think he died. You're like, oh, that guy died. He had mm. to have, because he was killing it, and then he disappeared. But you disappeared right. from Hollywood and the entertainment industry doesn't mean you died. You can have a life. And there's like, normal people, like, like doing real lives that have been in movies before and, and how, how many always, people so. uh, are you a landlord to um, I have a couple of vacation rental houses so those constantly are being uh that's not so bad. Like I, I, no. I think of landlord, and I'm like, fuck, man. I don't. I, I would never be able to like. Yeah, ev- I don't want to somebody. I couldn't do it. Dude. Here's one thing I've always bought my real estate on based the premises, premise of, and that is, do I would I want to live here? So if the market tanked, I lost everything. If this was a place that I had to live and could afford it, would I want to live here? And if I say no, then why would I want to buy it? You can buy it to make money, and some people approach the real estate game as just monopoly, let's make money, money, money. But I do it in a different way, where I really have a connection to Oregon, I'm from there, fourth generation, like I love it so much, I wanna be able to invest as much into the place I love most. And I've had opportunities to buy other places and make money, but I just didn't because I didn't wanna live there if I had to. So I just buy places where if, I need to live there or move there or want to like own it for the rest of my life or and pass it down to my daughter or something. I think it's, you know, that's the way I buy stuff. I do it ultimately in the, in the end, I don't want to lose money, but right. I'm doing it more for, for multiple reasons. There's tax implications, you know, all these things. There's like, there's so many benef- good benefits to owning real estate. Um, it is tough because when you're doing real estate in the moment, like a toilet's broken you got to fix it like with the stock market when it goes down you just don't look at it just ah you just avoid it Mm -hmm. when it comes back up you're like yeah i'm winning and then when you're losing but when a toilet breaks you're you can't be like "Ah, i'm just gonna ignore it because then there's shit flying all over the place and then that -hmm. causes your floors to rot and then next thing you know your foundation's broken so real estate is a constant hands-on game right and that takes a lot of time and it takes away from the time that would be spent doing 
more entertaining and whatnot. But you know, that's why I'm stoked to be out here for a week because it's, it's, sure. it's, it's fun, fun to get out and you know yeah. challenge myself. Like I, I was literally like, I don't know. I think but, you guys, you guys were doing like, uh, like five of you with like. Pontius and Preston and Dave and you yeah. and me, man. Like you had like a couple tours. Yeah, we did a Canada I think tour. Right now would be the best time for you guys to do that again. Like you know, yeah. I, got, I got all you guys coming out with me, like like working on your acts. Yeah, Dave came out with you. I think yeah. I talked to Wee Man. He said he's gonna try to come out with you this fall. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and Preston. Get Wee Man. I mean, you guys uh-huh. each have like fifteen minutes at least. Yeah, like there's an hour. Yeah, and 20 you guys are show. all in, and dude, like at the end of my shows, I say, hey, you know, like the, now that the show's over. If I can get everyone to pull out your phone and take a photo, you know, so that they've got something to post. Yeah. And like when I've got you guys, when I've got one of you guys, it's just really rad, like to see the the feedback. Man, we got to we went to the Steve-O show. It was great and fucking you know, Danger was a surprise guest. It was awesome. Yeah. I mean, you know? that must be rad for you too. Like, I'm here for a week. Dave was here for a week. Yeah. Preston's here for a week. Mm-hmm. We well, Preston was with us well, he for was a here long for, yeah. time. Preston started out as our driver. <laughs> yeah, dude, he told me he was God, driving. was that a fucking All night. And, 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 like, and then do a set. The and, first 30 seconds of him driving, he broke the trailer. Preston is a wild man, and he drives like a wild man. What can I say? But we loved having him on the bus every day. And you know what I do on the tour bus every day? I start by getting hydrated with a pint of water and I pour into it a serving of athletic greens. This is the most comprehensive, convenient, and delicious daily nutrition supplement that you can get. It's absolutely tasty. I look forward to it every morning and it fills in all of the gaps in my diet. It helps me with my gut health. It helps me with my cognitive ability because it's good for my brain. And why? It's because it's loaded with 75 different vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens. It's like the healthiest stuff out there. And... I love it. I love it every day. And you're going to love it too, I'm sure, because it's just so good for you and it's so delicious. And if you go to athleticgreens.com slash Stevo, then you're going to get an entire year's supply of immune-supporting vitamin D. You're going to get five of these daily AG1 packets, which is your comprehensive convenient nutrition for the whole day and you're gonna get that free with your first order if you go to athleticgreens.com slash stevo you'd be crazy not to because (laughs) i've got a feeling you could be a lot healthier and i'm a lot healthier because of it so get over to athleticgreens.com slash stevo jump on this deal and let's get back to it coming out of a dip no 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 you've been the first 30 seconds (laughs) Like, that was when we were actually getting the on the road Center. to go to tour. Like, we tried to bring the fucking bus to, to go to a shop to, to get the... <laughs> dude, fucking, he's doing airs. It's like he's trying to fucking jump the thing. Really? He's, like, dude, he's trying to turn it like it's a Mazda Like a Miata. semi-truck, because he's a yeah. semi-truck driver. Uh-huh. So yeah, but it's yeah, it's rad. I love having you guys come out. Yeah. Um, now, I remember when we were doing shows together... Like, cause, cause I kind of started that thing when, when you would be performing, you would say about how you had stopped drinking Yeah, you were drinking, you would drink O'Doul's all the time. Yeah. Um, so I haven't drank alcohol. I, I started drinking wine again about two years ago. That's alcohol. It is. It is. (laughs) Uh Wait, what? Yeah. No, it's not. It's grapes. It's grapes, dude. It's grapes. (laughs) You're wrong. It's grapes. It's fermented grapes. It's fermented grapes. Colombian sober. I would do coke. Yeah. Colombian sober. No, I I I drink wine, but I haven't drank. Napa Valley sober. I'm Sonoma sober. What's crystal meth maintenance? Yeah, fucking New Mexico sober. Riverside sober. (laughs) Oh man, you can come up with these all day long. No, but I haven't drank beer in nine years or eight years. I haven't had any like whiskey or any grain alcohol. What was it that made you stop drinking in the first place? So I stopped drinking altogether everything for six years. Um, And because you had an issue with alcohol. Well, here's the thing: is 
doing like what we've done for so long. Like we we got paid to party. We we drank every day. It was a part of what we did. Uh, and then I got to the point where when I stopped, I actually just basically had a, a like I would say like some sort of like mental breakdown where I lost my my mind like i, I think, I think, I, something I, think snapped. I remember i think i remember and you were telling me i have a problem with alcohol well it wasn't a problem with alcohol it was the see i was a functioning i was a what you could consider a functioning alcoholic i I'd have i'd be on tour with bands you know shooting photos and doing my thing and i could sh- was, i could do i could have like five five to ten jack and cokes every night ten jack and cokes every night like whatever no big deal and i would perform i could do my stuff but every day I woke up and I had had this like just dehydrated feeling and my body was, you know, all <laughs> the, the voices in your head were well, cranked up. A I got to bit. the point where it was Groundhog's Day and I felt no hope for yeah. for no way out. And I literally lost it where I, I took myself to the emergency room and I said, I because I, I, I something in my brain kind of just like sure. had enough. And it I went like a little psychosis and then. Um, you know, they wanted to to help me there and put me in a you know a, a place where they they're like a sane asylum, I guess it would be considered. Um, and I said, no, uh, I'm going to take care of this myself. And that day, I stopped drinking. I stopped drinking it altogether. I hadn't drank since that time for six years, and and it was to the point at which I really don't think I could have survived if I didn't because I was so depressed because I just felt so hopeless so no way out no way out today you know when you wake up and you're like oh, I'm so hungover I'm never drinking again and then now you're drinking again and then mm-hmm. oh, I'm so hungover and when you get in that cycle with whatever it is you're doing and there's just that idea of nothing's gonna change and there's no hope you literally like I snapped I lost it and, and that is what cured me is that I realized that I, the only person that will do this, the only person that can fix this is me. Like, and and there's people that can help along the way for sure, I believe that, but it comes down to you. You're you're with yourself 24 seven, you know what you dream, you know what your visions are, your goals, you know when you're doing wrong, and if every morning you wake up thinking, I did it again, it just doesn't give you a chance to have a good day. I mean, I think that the definition of alcoholism is when you are, genuinely powerless to stop and you know it sounds like you were a problem drinker and you found a a a real reason to 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 stop or or moderate and you were able to do so and and that's great yeah like there's like a level of alcoholism where no amount of willpower can ever help you but it's but it's but the thing is so weird is that i wasn't a problem drinker and that's the i think the worst alcoholic or person who drinks alcohol, does any kind of drugs or anything, the substances are those that can function with it for no no problem. Oh my God, absolutely. High bottom drunk. Because in, well, no, no. I mean, here's the thing. It just will like, never stop. I I was the luckiest. Because you, you know, were just I a was dirtbag. The because because for me it was so goddamn bad that it had to stop, and because yeah. it had to stop, I surrendered to the process of recovery and 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 got better. Yeah. And, and when you surrender to the process of recovery, like when you treat alcoholism, you somehow become a better version of yourself than you were before you suffered from it. Yeah. And the worst situation is when you have alcoholism slash addiction, but not so bad because if it's, it's not so bad, yeah. it doesn't absolutely have to stop. Yeah. And it never does stop. And the years slip through your you're fingers. You're 80 and you're dead. The it's years funny. turn into decades slipping through your fingers. And then you turn around and you're like, what the fuck did I do with my life? I blew it. Yeah. Did you ever, have you ever done so many psychedelics you thought you're never coming back? I can no. tell you, you, I, Bro, you, you, I mean, I, it took you years <laughs> yeah, to come back. Yeah, okay. You weren't you now who oh you God. are or before for four years, dude, probably. After, when I, you when dude, you I, finally I, went to to, the, right. to to sober living and rehab yeah. and, I mean, dude, I how many times, do you remember going to India and we're sitting next to each other yeah. on the plane and I was telling you this, I'm like, bro, you're a good dude. Like, you you, you have so much, you're, you're, you're blowing it. You're, you don't even know who, your name right now. And you're like, right. ah, fuck yeah, man. But then, but yeah. then when you got to that point at which you, got the help and you went through the process Took you still time. for like three or four years we're still kind of like this in-between guy it was Dude, like check, oh. check, check this out when uh like i was in treatment 
I was like rehabs and psych wards for six months. Okay. And um, when I got, at, at the end of that six months, I moved into a sober living. Yeah. Right. So then, so once I got out of the six months and into the sober living, then I was sort of free to go to go around. And I went and and uh, spoke at the um, Salvation Army, where mm. all these people, the most low bottom, like alcoholics and addicts, are in rehab, which is free, and it's just like the most like kind of dingiest place where you can get better. <laughs> just low bottom people, and I'm there like carrying the message, telling my story of recovery, six months sober. And uh, yeah, I thought it was fine. And then three months later, now I'm nine months sober. I go back, and uh, and they're, they're, some of the guys are still there. They're like, "Dude, Steve, oh man, we 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 were here when you're here. Like, we were worried about you." Yeah, yeah, they were <laughs> worried about you. You're sober, <laughs> dude. If you could have seen yourself, bro, I'm dude, telling you, for like for quite some time, yeah, you were lower than those dudes that you're yeah, saying are low. Like, for sure. like you were. Like, like what? Do you you have an had example? money. Just like, just not even human. Like, I, yeah, I don't even like. like I, I don't know. Yeah, well, I was yeah. like, Steve, what was the first thing you bought with like your money? He's like, oh, dude, like a, a refrigerator full of vodka and Budweiser. It wasn't the first thing, but but, uh, but I bought a house and you bought a fridge with Budweiser. <laughs> yeah, no, you, I, I, like, it was actually pretty pretty uh, shortly before I got sober. One of the last things I bought was a fucking huge full tall size fridge that had the like that the, the left side was like freezer from top to bottom one door oh, you know there's equal space for the freezer so you had vodka and beer so, so the freezer was full you couldn't fit another bottle of vodka into it from top to bottom <laughs> and then the and then the right side was the fridge you couldn't fit another was that Budweiser in the apartment in the skate apartment that was in Fuck, was Fountain, it? Was it? That was in my office apartment. Oh. I had the the skate park apartment, the office yeah. apartment, but it was in that bachelor building. pad, yeah. and the assistant apartment. What yeah. was your vodka of choice when you drank like that? Shit, I think it was Grey Goose in there, the whole thing. So Grey Goose and Budweiser. Grey Goose and Budweiser, yeah. Jesus. Wow. It's fucking dead. I and, mean, and, see, but that you, you that that you can recognize as a problem, like, and that's like you right. hit, when you hit rock bottom or multiple times hit rock bottom. You, it's like everyone around you now is like saying you have a problem. But when you're just floating through, and right. everyone's like, "Oh, he's cool, right. yeah, he's well, cool." Like, right now, it, being sober, if you do something wrong, like you're bummed about it, you make uh, it right yeah, later. But like bummed. when you were fucked, when you're fucked up, was there any of that like feeling bad? Like fuck, I got to make it right with this person, Dude, or was it he just didn't like feel bad for anything? <laughs> if anything, he felt better feeling bad like he like would make people feel like shit and love I did. it I, I don't know that i would love it I don't oh know you were pretty it. stoked every time you did something fucked up like really, i think like it was just the mask like, yeah i did it like i was I, I definitely became capable of being pretty pretty mean-spirited yeah and trying to hurt people's feelings and like harm their reputations like i did some fucked up shit and Ultimately, that's what got me sober more than anything was because I became so fucking ashamed of, of all that shit mm. that I had done. I just like never wanted to be that person yeah. again. And so that like motivated me to really dive into everything that, that people but, do. But like what we're talking about right now, and you you ask me like, how did I stop drinking when I stopped? Yeah. And yeah, I drink wine now, but I'm responsible and whatever. Portland sober. Yeah, I'm Portland sober or Sonoma sober. <laughs> Can uh, we get a shirt made that says yeah. Portland sober? Yeah, with just a wine glass. But, cheers. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, is like every person, I don't care how down you are, how fucked up you are, you have that opportunity to make a choice. Any, every day, today, tomorrow, you do. It's life's not over. You have that choice, dude. And if you start today, listen, you know it's real. If you start today and live for the future and just don't live from for what you ha didn't do in the past or what you've been doing and you just start over start over like today is my new life i think it's possible that everybody can get better and clean up like whatever their problems they have is yeah, it yeah i mean like it doesn't really translate to alcoholism and drug addiction because we've had millions upon millions of people come before us and show that like really there's only one way to 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 treat that and it's you can't do it alone you got to do it as a collective as a group well i i stopped drinking cold turkey right, i stopped but, but, drinking but, but then that just means that you are like uh you know not really i think we all have that ability 
I really do. Well, I, everybody has an ability to ch- turn their life around. And yeah. I think as, as fucked up as you are, that's the exact opposite is true of how fucking rad you can get. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? For and it's sure. usually the people that are the worst. Become the coolest. To, yeah. yeah. So, so when, 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 uh, when you're drinking your O'Doul's, yeah. Like back in the day. Oh, you would, yeah. You would, like you would, every, every time I saw you get on stage like years ago, yeah. you would uh, carve the glass bottle with the diamond in your tooth. Yeah, right there. Yeah. To, like what, it just puts a scratch in the bottle? I mean, I can cut through a fucking wall of glass, dude. Like I can actually cut through glass. Because your tooth this. is it's, diamond? It's got a black diamond in it, yeah. Uh, it's platinum. With This is the tooth that I pulled out with Bam's Lamborghini. It broke my face to my eyeball took six months to heal nine months to heal it would have kept going all the way up to my skull but luckily my eye socket was there to stop it but <laughs> but I, so I put a black diamond in and then my whole fl- thought was that in case I ever get stuck in a glass cube somewhere like you guys put me in something I don't know whatever it's it's a tool I can cut through glass so yeah I show everyone I can cut glass now how much is that tooth worth this is my rock bottom, dude. When I hit rock bottom, <laughs> I'm coming. I'm gonna hop this thing, and I'm coming back, baby. Was it? It's an over ten thousand dollar tooth. No, I mean, it, but with all the uh, inflation. Yeah, with inflation, it's <laughs> yeah. probably about ten. Wow. Is uh, is it in there with the dental implant? Yeah, they because it ripped my root all the way out and cracked my face, so they had to take somebody else's bone. Yeah, bone graft. And bone graft it, and Dang. then put a post in there, and then put that so it's attached into my face is bone graft not the worst fucking surgery like the worst surgery is root canal like oh, ever yeah? had a root canal I've had tons oh. of root canals I, I felt like that because root canals usually are infected by the time you get it and then it's just like brutal right. but, but the bone graft did suck and then you have to be very careful forever you can't do anything crazy in the mouth but so but, we, we talked about how you have had like 27 different surgeries yeah like what? Like what? What's your uh, your your physical like state like right now? Like uh, getting out of bed in the morning? Like it, it, for for quite some time now, it's been very difficult to get out of bed. Um, I've been working really hard with this chiropractor and some a couple of different people in in Oregon, up in Portland, um, and also myself, just getting to the gym or you know laying uh-huh. on some rollers. Do you stretch? And, I do stretch. I I I want to stretch more. I don't think you can ever overstretch. So, but stretching yeah. like, like with with injuries, you get scar tissue, and the scar tissue just basically makes it so your muscles don't can't work, and so you got to get all that inflammation out. Um, and so, I've been working really hard. But yeah, no, I mean, eleven knee surgeries, three broken necks. I mean, there's it, it's it's fucking real dude arthritis and like yeah. all of these things when you get older and you know but. I just had a birthday and Lux got me a, a massage at like just some massage envy place yeah. and and the this dude was doing my massage and he's like man like you uh Your muscles he's, are- he's like we, we, we're gonna need to not even bother with a massage right now and I'm just gonna help you stretch yeah <laughs> Are you feeling, how are you feeling? I feel pretty good. I just have like, I just need to stretch is yeah. really what it is. What know? about your neck though? You went and did. Yeah, the, I did the stem cell Did that cell work? Thing. Stem cell? Um, I mean, does it? Like I'm, te- I'm it, looking at doing it down in. Uh, Columbia? Um, maybe down in Mexico at this place, a stem cell okay. thing. I, I mean, I don't know, but I, like I've heard I, mixed reviews. I, 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 I always say, man, like, cause people ask me so much that I just, what I was doing was, was largely preemptive. I wasn't in like real pain. I don't, don't have like range of motion problems. Yeah. Like I just have to, this degenerative disc disease, which poses a threat to me in the future. And yeah. so I was kind of preemptive. So I'm not a good, like, yeah, like what did Danny say? Uh, Danny Way fucking swears by it. Cool. Chuck Liddell, the guys who are in the worst shape, the, like me. like are <laughs> are raving about. That's the thing is like I'm so far. I like when I do do things that help me. The person that's doing those things, like it's a, I'm a good gauge to be able to say like if it helps me, it'll help. Anybody. I mean, dude, like like they they the place down in Columbia loves having people there who can uh, draw attention to what they're doing. Yeah. And and you're a prime candidate. Yeah, I have to get hold of them. Maybe go down to, to Colombia for yeah, multiple I'll... reasons, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I've, never, I've never done coke in my life. Never once. Right. Really? I've never even tried it. Not yeah. even one time in my life. Man, I, did, did I ever offer it to you? All no. the time. You, did you, I? You, you wanted to snort coke off my butthole, I think, at one point. <laughs> Why didn't you ever accept it? 
Uh, yeah, I just don't I, do coke. I, I, if I he would have said, "I'll smoke," no, I'm kidding. I, I but I did smoke weed off out of his ass. I, I would, yeah, I, I wouldn't have. Uh, <laughs> like I, I've always been pretty good. Like I wouldn't if someone doesn't smoke cigarettes, I wouldn't give them their first cigarette. Like I still, yeah. like I won't give anyone their first tattoo. Yeah. No way I would have wanted to give you your first line of coke. No, I mean it. Those were different times, man. I swear to God, like we yeah. were all, everyone back then. God, it's hot. Uh, yeah, we, had, we were all, we were all just wild like you know yeah now like we've got you know younger the 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 the, the new crew of jackass and yeah dude, this but is, they this can't is they cannot do what we did back then because what we did back then was us right. doing it now times are different and you you like you can't really you can come in with us and hang out with us but let's not try to recreate with the things that we used to do because those things right. aren't doable anymore right like, well especially because like here we we cut bam loose because he was like you know still doing what we used to do yeah and now like you can't bring in new guys to do that no i mean in the <laughs> end in the end let's be real like this is a, a business and and we we have characters in which we play sure uh but outside of what we do on jackass it doesn't have to be like 24 7 365 we're not used, i'm not a jackass yeah. I, 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 it used I to mean, be like that though and and dude is there anything scarier than than the idea of being famous and broke no the, like literally probably the scariest thing it's not is to to be fan and, and the only thing gnarlier than to be famous and broke is to be famous for a bad reason and broke because then people hate you right. and you can't get away from anybody because you're broke so you're right. just basically out there and everyone assumes the minute you become famous or on television that you're rich i'm like that's right. not real like what's real is like bills have to be paid and just because right. you were on tv or a show or a movie or something doesn't mean that you're rich and I so i think there are a lot of people who are who are famous and broke like they, they it would like shock you yeah the, you know but like I just, how could that person not be fucking killing it and it's just so weird because like with, with having the new guys on jackass and and you know the new girl like you cannot fault jackass for for not giving them like tons of money because the reality is people would line up around the entire fucking world yeah. to be in a jackass movie yeah. for free you know like it's like you're handing them a humongous opportunity by inviting them to be a part of jackass and you really don't have to pay them a ton of money to do it but on the flip side of that when we get these new people in the Jackass movie, we've essentially put them on this huge platform, made them into legitimate celebrities, and now they're in this terrifying fucking position where they really are not financially secure. But we weren't either. Right. Like, we were... Right. You that's, know, that's 100% true. We, we, we didn't get paid that way, <laughs> yeah, you know, let's be honest. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, yeah. we did what we did, and you look back now, like you know, like you said, like... You know, Aaron, you have all this real estate. I'm like, well, I bought with the money I made on the first Jackass movie, which and, was like sixty-five thousand dollars or something. And you right? got a loan. I got loan. I got yeah. a loan right so there. I did with, mm. with Jackass. No, money. no, you no. Dude, you don't with... feel bad one bit. It's like, dude, you can make. Dude, you... if you had, if you, you can, dude, you could become a millionaire off of ten thousand dollars. Like, you can do anything. Mm -hmm. It's not money that's gonna get you there. Like, be creative. Like right. it does help to have money, obviously, and and people might say, well, you, you, you know, you you had an opportunity, and like, yeah, right. plenty of people have opportunities and still blow it, and yeah, plenty I mean, people shit, don't dude. have opportunity and make it. So dude, I remember when we were filming the TV show, there was like I was so four hundred bucks a skit, dude. I was dude. I got <laughs> four hundred bucks. I got two hundred bucks if it was a prank or yeah. like a gag, and five hundred bucks if it was like. Fucking life stunt. and limb. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Like, and, and then and then sometimes at the first, I think at the first season it was that if it didn't air, you didn't get paid. And I, then I, after I, that, it changed. I, we I, all I, got well, paid. Yeah, after yeah. that second season, it was per episode. Yeah. Um, but dude, when we were filming that first season, I, I was so fucking broke, dead broke, because all my money, whenever I got money, I owed it to the cocaine dealer. Oh god! And, and so like, well, you had credit with the cocaine dealer. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, 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 I had, I had credit. And whenever I got paid, I had to fucking buy the coke I already fucking did. <laughs> 
but uh, I, I'm um, we're, we're filming this. So we're going to like some bullshit fast food place to eat, or yeah. you know. And I'm like, hey, uh, you know, like, can, can you guys fucking you know get me like a fucking happy meal or something? Yes. You know? And they and they said to me, they said to me like. You didn't get any footage today. <laughs> oh my god! You didn't, uh, you, you didn't get any footage today. Yeah, like, so you like, haven't. You're not working. I mean, so dude, we'll get you a soda water. No, nah, I home. mean, dude, we will not feed you because you didn't get any footage today. <laughs> Was this last week? They're like, dude, like, maybe, 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 maybe that'll motivate you to step up and yeah. fucking get some fucking wow. footage tomorrow. <laughs> it's a rough yeah. business, dude. It's like gnarly. Hollywood, you, you, or you, like this is a rough su- business. You, you make such a valid point because we got paid nothing. Yeah, and we were fucking big stars. Yeah, too. instantly, like just poof. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> anybody that's making like a big chunk of change, especially all at once, you have the opportunity to invest it or do right, something to then sure. further that money to to. And if and if you and if you make a. Uh, a, a choice that you think is a, a good choice and, and and it turns out being wrong well at least you thought it was a good idea sure. like legit you and you thought it through and it's like you know just sometimes sometimes bitcoin bitcoin goes down to twenty thousand dollars yeah let's just be real mm-hmm. <laughs> okay I, I told danger i was like man i was just buying gold uh, at nineteen twenty an ounce and now it's like 1704 and danger goes well, at least you didn't buy bitcoin at sixty thousand. <laughs> but dude let me tell you this crazy story yeah uh, i had poopies on the podcast yeah and uh it was, it was just like completely candid he says like, my bank account is a negative number okay you know, I'm like beyond broke like you know and uh, we had much the similar conversation and it was uncontroversial but then uh, my buddy Bert Kreischer yeah. huge comedian he's yeah. got this huge podcast. I want to go on his show I, he said he was talking about Dude. me saying some stuff about the cup test and love how, like, he I loved can, it I can set you up with I, I'd love to say yeah, Bert if you're out there Dude, I, I got you Steve's guide me oh, right. yeah, right. I got you so, <laughs> so I'm buddies with Bert Kreischer and he and uh, Tom Segura another huge comedian they yeah. did this podcast together Two Bears and One Cave yep. they just cold called me because they were raving about how much they loved the Jackass movie and the new guys yeah I listened to that one so they they cold call me. I'm like, you know, like not just caught off guard. I'm like, oh yeah, and the new they're like, we love the new guys. And I was like, yeah, dude, who doesn't love the new guys? And get this, I just had poopies on my podcast. He says he's completely fucking broke, can't even put gas in his car, you know. And it was just like whatever, you know, like. I wasn't saying it in any kind of, uh, you know, disparaging way or like trying to shame anybody. It's just like crazy because here is this fucking movie star now. You but know? that's the reality of Hollywood. Like right. I was saying, it's like right. just because you made it on a show or something right. doesn't mean you're rich. I didn't think rich. anything of it. I didn't think anything of it. Then when that podcast came out, well, uh, one of our buddies, and I won't like name him to, uh, you know, give him any grief, but but I got this text from one of our buddies, not a cast member, but someone someone in our world, says, what, what, what are you doing going on this big podcast and airing out people's financial things? He's like, well, it's just fucking tacky. And it's like, and I was, he's, he's like, he says, we're at the point, you know, in our lives and our careers where we're supposed to be bringing people up, not pushing them down. And I was like, bro. But you're not making fun of his situation. I wasn't making you're trying to like help him along right, right exactly but I, I mean it is kind of like uh, my, my, my response was dude what i was like i wasn't doing that and i wasn't trying to push anybody down if anything i was trying to like you know get his story there you know humanize him help him you know like yeah. galvanize yeah. galvanize people in 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 support of him you yeah. know and uh and it was so crazy because um then I, I hear from this guy, Steve will do, or no, I hear from Poopies himself. He goes, dude, Steve will do it, reached out to me. This is so crazy. And and uh, I hit up Steve will do it saying, man, you, you hit up Poopies, dude, that was so cool. And Steve will do it says to me, dude, I heard you on Two Bears, One Cave, man. And like, couldn't believe it. Poopies couldn't put gas in his car. He's like, I just want to do anything I can to help him. So fucking that is why Poopies was just water skiing behind a goddamn helicopter with Steve Will yeah, Do It, who's like it. the biggest guy on fucking yeah. YouTube. You know, I, I, I love knocking on the industry and saying you suck or, right, help, no, dude, or like, I mean, let's be real. Them. You can't fault them. But there is multiple, there is a lot of us, sure. you know, and there's like, you know, in the day, there's 10 of us or whatever, and, and we're all the stars. Like, and sure. so with Jackass, it's, it's hard, but it's that way with 
the whole industry. I mean, it's with, like, with how can world. I use you the, the most? World. With the, the whole world. Yeah. With all the world's a business. Everybody's yeah. trying to fucking get But over not really. There's else. other industries that people take care of each other and That's respect true. each other and love being That's able true. to see that other person right. succeed. But, Whereas but, in this industry, it feels like unless you're succeeding yourself, then it, it doesn't mean anything to you because everyone's sure. very vain. Like everyone right. wants to be the number one in this industry. For sure. And and so it's very hard to have like trust and, and care, like in, to trust other people and what they say. And right. you'll just do whatever, like in that moment. Like, right. like look at us, we were doing it for 400 bucks. Because right. we were on MTV and 400 bucks was 400 bucks. Right. For but sure. looking back now, like we should have got paid a hell of a lot more. They yeah. syndicated that stuff they're, they're, day one. Like they're mm. made, they've made hundreds of millions still, off of the TV show. Still cranking. Still cranking. Just try to, you know, think about life as a long, it's a long, long right. game. Like don't think of For sure. life being tonight's ripping party. For and sure, just dude. remember, try and get a plan. Come put it together. Be a good person. It'll all work out in the end. Dude. And if it doesn't like work out the way you wanted it to, or the way you dreamed it, just find new dreams, find new goals, right. and never give up and keep going. You know, dude, the fucking so, wiser words were never spoken, man. Tight. Fucking love you, dog. Now let's go do some comedy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. So there you have it, and. I want to address this change in uh, title format. For the longest time, we've been the number of the episode, the name of the guest. Boom. Just like that. But we noticed all these other podcasts giving the episode a title. And we said, screw it. Let's give it a shot. And when we were saying, what are we going to call the Danger Danger Aaron second episode? Uh the gorgeous Paul Brisky suggested, what about uh, Danger Aaron has no pity for the new deck? Now that is a catchy, salacious title. And clearly, that's, that's what he said. He said, hey man, we were in the same spot. Big whoop, right? So let's just be clear. It's not like anybody wants to be pitied. Fuck pity, right? And Danger Aaron and I both have a lot of love, right? We may not have pity, we got a lot of love. Yeah, dude. Thanks for sticking around. <laughs> Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.